Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Yes, yes. Thank you, John. It's good to be here. Hey, it is good to be here, and I had someone come up and lament this weekend at the Paris Mission that you were not there with me. Well, how about that? You must have paid that guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. It's, uh, you know, what do you call it? Right to cash checked him right now. Well, they so. did. He said, man, I really hoped you would have brought Victor with him, and I said, well... Victor's got a life besides my what I need yes. him to do. So <laughs> I would I would like to kind of yeah maybe we'll see what happens in the future we'll see sure yeah, sure but now his name is Brian Brian Ziegler he was one of the guys uh, actually two Brian's that that well, worked together you, to bring up there and yeah. uh, to bring us up there for the mission uh, Brian Berger is actually here um, every month for he's in the diaconate they didn't have a cohort up there so. Um, he can He comes down here for it's his training to be a deacon Co- cohort. cohort. Yes, isn't that right? Deacon Jeff's a cohort of deacons. Yes, yes. that's awesome. See, I knew something right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So they invited me up there. Beautiful parish, Saint Augustine in Kelso, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Great people there. Uh, one of the most beautiful churches I've been in, in in a long time. It was just gorgeous in there. And so I want to say thank you to Father Michael and for both of the Bryans. Uh, you know, we did the mission, gave all three talks. Uh, we had a great training session on Saturday afternoon with the men. They're going to be starting a men's group up there uh, using the four pillars the way we've talked about. Uh, man, those people, they bought merchandise. They, I mean, we almost sold out of rosaries. Uh, people gave a lot of kind donations. It was just a great, great weekend. Mm-hmm. And so thank you, Brian and Brian and Father Michael, for, for inviting us. And just so excited again, Victor, to go somewhere and to see people longing to better understand their identity uh, God's identity, you know, who I am, who God is, and what my purpose is. And then also this desire to grow in this personal relationship with Jesus that drives everything. It's where our passion has to come from. So to be able to go up there and to give the mission to the men and the women and then train the men that afternoon and know, you know, leaving there knowing like we're still going to be in contact and we're still going to walk with those leaders. And there's going to be a group that's going to last there, hopefully for the rest of time there, right? Whether yeah. they're doing our stuff or not. But we went and we started something. It's very Paul-esque, man. Like you go, you you help set up a, a community, and then you stay in contact, and, and you're there for whatever they need. You don't try to own it. You're just there to help them get started and help them continue into the future. So, again, thank you for that. If you're looking to have the same experience, we're booking up a lot. We sent a blast out to a, um, a nonprofit site called ePriest, and we have a lot of folks that have started to inquire and, and look to do these missions all over the country, New York, two or three in California, uh, one in Arizona. Hawaii? Not yet. Let I'm waiting know. on that one. If you're in Hawaii, Maybe. please. Victor will go to that one, of Maybe course. Now he's interested. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see you out I'll there looking like Tom yeah. Selleck. <laughs> That's my bucket list is Hawaii trip. Yeah, there you go. So if you're looking for us to come do this, it is the joy of my life to be able to do this. I think it's what God uh, created me to do was to go help these men's groups get started. So you can start all that. You can find out more about that by going to my book me page at justagownthepew.com. Once you go there in the middle of the page, it'll say find out more about starting men's groups. You can go in there, fill out the form, and even set up a call through Calendly uh, where it'll 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 um, log time on my calendar so that we reserve, can have a, yeah, yeah reserve time on the calendar to talk and, and to work through those things. So very excited to do more of those. Please, folks, if you're a guy out here that wants a group, you may be thinking right now, I'm not a leader. I'm not the guy who should be doing this. The devil's probably convicting you of every reason why you shouldn't and why you're not equipped to do this. Don't worry about it. That's why we're coming. 
We're going to help you, and we're going to help you get through all that and, and, and help you be the leader that God wants you to be. So please, this is how, how a lot of these missions get started. Guys like Tony in, in Sacred Heart, Brian, who, who's up in Kelso, and many others, Brett in, in, Indi- in Indiana, they've gone to their pastor and said, we need this, we want this. So you could do the same. Even if you feel like you can't lead it or you're too busy to lead it, but you want to be a part of something, start the catalyst. Be the catalyst for it, right? And start the conversation. Again, go to my Book Me page and you can find it there. Uh, update on the pilgrimage. We're filling up, man. It was, I don't know if Father Larry's been out doing events or what, but uh, we've got about 40 people signed up now uh, last time I looked. And it's just growing. And we'd be glad to have you come with us uh, again the vaccination protocols have been lifted in Israel, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, I'm just so excited to go with my buddy, Father Larry. I talked to him for about an hour on the way up to Kelso, Missouri, and, and caught up with him. He's been going through a lot with his mother passing, mm-hmm. and he was in a plane crash and all this other stuff. Um, the devil's really been attacking him. But, um, you know, I'm so excited to get this time. It's next year in 2023, May 10th through the 21st, 12 days in the Holy Land. We're going to do everything you can possibly do there. Go see all the sites. We're going to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. You're going to get to listen to him give mass at every place. You'll know, be part of mass at every holy spot. And I'm going to give talks along the way. Uh, it's for men and women. I get asked that a lot. Is this just a men's thing? Because he does men's stuff, and I do. It's for anybody who wants to go. So, folks, you can find out more about that, again, on the Book Me page. It's right below the men's part um, where you can go in there and look at all the information and sign up and register to go on that journey with us. We'd love to have you. Again, the narrow road out there, guys. We're still pumping those things out every month. This month is Prudence. Uh, we're going to have Father um, Gregory Pine on, who just wrote a book on Prudence. Mm-hmm. In a couple weeks, we're going to do an interview with him. So we're going to be talking about that virtue. But guys, you can sign up for the narrow road at justagainthepew.com. Go up to the top, look for the narrow road, sign up, get it for fifteen dollars your first month, so half off of of the price of everything. It's ten dollars plus shipping, where it's normally twenty five. So you can check it out, see if you like it. Guys, it's been changing people's lives. I meet men all the time that say I do this every day, and it helps me stay the man that I'm trying to be. So again, you can find that at justagainthepew.com. Last thing I will say is studio update, man. I just came from there. The plumbers in the guest room, bathroom, plumbing, all that. They bricked, uh, finally got all the brick around the patio and the office now, except for the backside. There's a window coming in tomorrow. Once they get that done, it'll be completely in the dry which means that they can get in there, run the electrical. And then uh, Matt Frad's guy, Neil, is supposed to come in the first week of May, and we're going to start setting it up. So uh, it's exciting. I'm going to post some more pictures online of it. I can't wait to get this thing going, guys. Again, we're going to use this to grow our YouTube channel. We're going to have a lot more shows, a lot more interviews, um, in-person interviews. For all these people that I'm bringing in, we're going to bring them in the studio and sit down and have a conversation. Um, man, we're going uh, to have question and answers, live sessions, all of those things on YouTube and I cannot wait to grow that. So if you want to be ready for it, go to our YouTube channel and click that subscribe button. Look up just to get on the pew on YouTube and click subscribe so that you don't miss anything when we start this thing off in May. Uh, again, we spent almost $25,000 on this studio. It's money that we had, but money we would like to replace, right? Because there's other needs the ministry has as well besides the studio. So if you're listening to this and you have been helped by this at all, I would ask you to consider to donate to what we're doing. Um, there's a couple of ways you can do that. One, you can become part of the community and spend $25 a month, get the narrow road and all the extra stuff. Or you can go to donorbox.org slash pew, P-E-W, and go in there and pick a monthly amount. And don't be concerned with, can I not give enough, right? Because sometimes people say, well, what's my $5 going to do? It's five more dollars a month than what we had. 
And if we get enough people that are giving five bucks, that turns into a lot of money that's going to go to help us do a lot of things. So please, guys, if you've ever been helped by this, I'm putting my hat in my hand. Help us, you know, to recover the cost of the studio. We've raised about six thousand right now, fifty five hundred, six thousand. Got a long way to go, but this is also going to help us hire more people, um, bring people in. So all your donations are going to go to a lot of those different things. So guys, if this has helped you. I'm asking you to be generous and consider donating to us so we can continue to grow this and make it better and better as we go along. So again, donorbox.org slash pew. Sign up on Patreon if you want to be a patron instead or join the community uh, through the narrow road and, and support that way. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to all that. So, Victor, here we are. Holy week, right? The week that all our Lenten journey is 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 you know culminating in. Christ is walking towards his passion. Um, and I don't know what kind of Lent it's been for everybody. You know, I mean, sometimes we have that fabulous Lent where you feel like you're on fire and you've just been going full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. I think more often than not for people, it's a struggle, you know, to sometimes we get involved in way too many things and we put too many things on us, or maybe we gave up something that wasn't really a big deal. You know, we've talked over the last few weeks about what's your one thing and being, having the heart of a slave. And then, um, you know, we did the facing our wounds podcast last week, which by the way, Thank you to all those people that have reached out. There was a ton of people that emailed that just said they were in tears and it touched their heart and it's helping them move past wounds they had in their life. So thank you for sharing all that because it was very difficult. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think Victor and I both were in tears at some time during that episode. But uh, thank you for that, folks. But as we move into this week, you know, uh, one thing that I've heard a lot lately from guys, either that have emailed in, especially about that Wounds podcast, in our own men's group a week ago, we, we just had one of those nights where we sat down and didn't watch anything and said, how's everybody doing? Where's everybody at? How's your Lent going? And almost everybody in the room said what they struggle with the most is getting past their mistakes. And I hear that a lot in the email. It's just, man, I, I've gone to confession. I've done the things I need to, you know, I need to do spiritually, but I just can't forgive myself. I can't get past my mistakes. I know I'll walk out of there and I'm supposed to forget them, but I can't. And it really becomes one of the biggest roadblocks in our spiritual life is when we can't get past those mistakes. Right. So that's what I want to talk about today on the podcast. I know you've shared you know, some struggles with me in the past of things that you have trouble forgiving yourself for. I have too. But if we don't do it, guys, then, then we're always going to struggle. And the devil lives in that, right? The devil spends most of his time trying to convince us that we're nothing more than the sum of our sin and our mistakes. Why? Because when, we, when he convinces us of that, then it, it puts into question God's mercy. Can God really forgive me? Does God forgive me? Am I worth his forgiveness? Um, and we start to question all that. And when we start to question those things, then our faith starts to fall apart a little bit. Our trust starts to wane in, in God. And that's what the devil wants. So we have to remember that as we're trying to get through our past mistakes. Well, it kind of touched upon more of that of what that mistake is. Because, I mean, we all... We all sin. We all fall sh- very, very short of, of the glory that God has this desire for us to be uh, part of Him, and we struggle and we go back and forth reconciliation. But I think what what you're kind of touching bases is like some things that are visibly mistakes we've made. Mm-hmm. Where do the anger, where we lose a job, where we destroy our friendship or relationship, and when we come to realization of we were in the wrong, you're constantly reminded of what you've done. Or sure. things you have destroyed or just kind of messed up in a sense where you're trying to get back to your, your adult children who probably weren't the best parent when you're, you know, you're younger, you know. And so those are things, I think, the mistakes that we have the hardest to let go of, even though we've asked for forgiveness and probably went to them and asked for forgiveness as well. Sure. But, um, but the darts are still 
hurting the heart when even the secret sins, yeah. you know? And I think that's kind of the, the conversation that we have to have as well because they're both painful. Mm-hmm. You know, one's more visible, the other one isn't. Right, and the, the thing is, we we can't get past these things. We start to believe those lies of the devil. And I mean, he's he accuses us. Like what you're talking about, those arrows are accusations, mm-hmm. right? Like God can't love you. You did this. He knows it. He's disgusted by it. You're not worth it. You'll never be different. He yeah. knows you'll never be different. You're always going to fall and fail. You're never going to be good enough for him. Right. So don't even try. No one else knows about it, but he knows. Yeah. And you're, you should feel terrible by yourself. That's the thing. Right. I mean, I love, uh, Matt Frad said this when I was on his show and he said, I don't remember what saying or where he read it, but it basically went like this. Like when you go to go to confession, you know, or when you're, when you're in the point of temptation and you're trying to decide, should I do it? Should I not? The devil says, remember God's mercy and God's saying, remember my judgment. Right. And then when you go to confession, God's saying, remember my mercy and Satan's saying, remember his judgment. judgment, Right. So this is where this lie that we fall into and we've got to, we've got to start understanding why we get in this place, what the problems really are. Because when we start to believe these lies, we become enslaved to them. They halt our spiritual growth. And it's like being stuck in quicksand, right? Like that's the feeling that most people kind of describe when they say, I keep going again and again and again for the same sin. And I feel like I'm not getting any better. I'm not forgiving myself. I mean, there's there's so many men in the room that night in our, our group that, you know, some of them been in a divorce and they can't get past the mistakes they made there. You know, I, I struggle with that too sometimes with my hurts that I caused on my family with my drug addictions and my lying and my pornography problem I had and all of those things. Like if we don't move past those and believe that God has forgiven us, then we're always going to be stuck there. And it's like being in quicksand. You're unable to move. You know, you're, you're being swallowed up by those mistakes and you're almost paralyzed by them. So I think we have to start looking at, you know, the things that we can identify as the root of the problem in getting past these mistakes. And so as we put this podcast together, I started thinking about it and just said, well, what are the most common things I hear people say, or I see myself. And I would say the number one thing is an unwillingness to confront our own wounds. Right. I mean, we talked about that on the show where I came on here and I poured my guts out about my dad's stuff. And it took me a very long time to do that. I didn't want to admit it. And I didn't want to struggle with it. I didn't want to confront it, but Instead, by my lack and my fear of confronting it, I wound up hurting a lot of people because I was taking out anger on my sister or other guys that were achieving things and and, and, and just sort of, even if they didn't know it, this sort of venom I had in me for other people that were that were getting the attaboys that really I, I was looking back to my father for, as I said in that episode. So when we don't allow Jesus to heal those wounds, we act out of them, right? That's that's the thing. We don't understand. We we complain that we keep going back to confession for the same thing, but it's because we're never getting to the root of the problem. And so we've got to let Jesus start to heal those because if we don't, we're going to constantly act out of that and it's going to cause us to sin in some way, which leads us to making more mistakes. And this constantly makes us address the symptoms, symptoms of our wounds instead of the wounds themselves. It puts a never-ending cycle of new mistakes in our life, right? We can't get past the one because we, we have a wound we haven't taken care of. We're acting out of that. That's where the mistakes come from, where we lash out in anger or we, we uh, you know, refuse forgiveness. We, we have unforgiveness in our heart. We start to hate someone or envy someone because of something, and it's all coming out of this wound. And so when we don't address that, and we're going to talk about wounds a lot on this podcast because I really think that it's, it's, this is the work of the church in these days is to heal ourselves so that we can go out and be the people that God has called us to. One of the greatest works of the church now that is needed. 
But what happens when we don't address these things is these mistakes continue to flow. And then we can't get past it because I always do this, right? I always lash out in anger. I've said I'm sorry. And I'm getting to the point where I'm saying I'm sorry enough to people where they're not believing it, right? And all of these different things because we just simply refuse to confront our wounds. They hurt. We don't want to open our hand to expose them. Our heart is hardened around it. But we've got to let Jesus in to heal those things or we're always going to struggle with the same mistakes. What you're pinpointing is kind of like, you know, um, past mistakes, but also you're saying wounds is another word for trauma. Yeah. I mean, in some form, all of us have some basic form of trauma or, you know, high or low, whatever you want the differences would be. But it's like whether you were embarrassed in front of a school or you were picked on or something very traumatic happened to you where you're abused or something, something sure. like that. And those are things we carry around as, with us if we don't get that release of, it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. This this happened, but it wasn't my fault. And I think we carry this around saying, well, I put myself in a situation, so therefore it must be my fault. And I'm worthy of this feeling. I am mm-hmm. I am worthy of this contempt it's from the other shame, people. Yeah. The shame that, that, that we carry around with us. And what, what we're saying is that wounds are wounds, but yet we don't have to carry around with them. Right. with us all the time because it's 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 not for us to have on our body in a sure. sense our spiritual body as well well that's the thing i mean in this week jesus passion look at all the wounds he's going to take on for us mm-hmm. right like he was you know wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquity our iniquities right like he's taking on those wounds so that we don't have to hold on to our own anymore so that we can be reconciled of those things and we can see how much he loves us that image of the cross should always remind us of God's love for us, right? That he went through this because he forgives us, because he loves us, because he doesn't want us to carry those things around and that he wants us to reconcile to his father. You know, so we have to remember that and move past our wounds. You know, the second thing I would say is, is we have a lot of us have a fear or resentment towards confession. You know, I I hear so many guys say, I don't go because I don't want to tell somebody about my sins or I'm not comfortable with it, or I'm tired of saying the same thing again and again and again. And when Really, I think what it is, is we believe the lies of the devil that God's not going to forgive us, that he doesn't really forgive us, that he won't forgive us, that there's no way that he could forgive someone like us. I think that's the number one thing. But I think we're also afraid to tell God what we've done. And it sounds kind of ridiculous to say that, but it's almost like when you were a kid and you you did something and you kind of hit it and hoped your parents didn't find out. It's almost like we still have that same mentality with God. Except God knows and sees all. Right. Right. So I remember faces in in rooms I've been in with men when I've talked about this before and said, why are you afraid to go to confession? Well, I I don't want to admit everything I've done. It's like God already knows what you've done. Right. When God loved you into existence, when he knew there was a plan for your life, he knows every bit of the plan. He knows every minute of every hour of every second of every day. Right. So he knew when you went in the room and you opened your laptop and you looked at something you shouldn't have and were in fear with yourself. He knows when you lashed out in anger at one of your children and screamed and yelled at him or whatever it is that you know you're suffering with or that you're 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 wanting to go be forgiven for. What we have to understand now is he was he knew you were gonna do it before you did it. He was there when you did it, and now he just waits for you to go and ask for his mercy so that he can tell you, look, I know you're not perfect and I love you in spite of it, and you're worthy of my forgiveness no matter what that jerk over there, the devil is telling you. You're worthy of it, so believe it and start to forgive yourself. And that's where we struggle is doing that. God knows all these things. And and the whole point about, like, I'm tired of telling the priest the same thing again and again, that's the other thing you always hear, is 
one, we, you know, this is a good thing. It should help us get to the root of the wound and start to heal it. Why am I doing this? Why, what is this a symptom of? Not just, come, you know, I you know, acted out pornography. Well, why? Usually it's a desire there. It's like, I want to be loved. You're right. That's a good desire. Mm-hmm. It's just acted out in a wrong way, you know, in, in, a, in a viceful way instead of a, a virtuous way. So we have to start understanding there's something behind these things I'm confessing and I got to get to the bottom of it or I'm always going to be in here doing it, right? Always going to be in here doing that same thing. And you know what? The priest, he's there to help you, right? We should be trying to work through these things with him, not looking at it like I'm embarrassed to go in there again or I don't want to say the same things. And and, and the other part of it is we have to amend our life, amend our life, you know, amend our life. That's what we say in the, in the act of contrition. I, I make the promise to amend my life. So when we go in there, we have to say like, if I'm really tired of coming in here again and again and again and again, then I got to start doing something mm-hmm. about this, right? There's no easy bake oven or some, you know, snap of finger, some clapper that's going to turn the, the, the sin on and off. You have to say, I'm making a decision to do everything in my power to not do this again in my life. So, these are the things I think that are starting to keep us away from this is this fear, resentment towards confession. Because one, we're not doing what we need to do to ensure that we're not going back in there. And two, we need to understand that God loves us. Just like your mom or father, if you broke something in the house, if you messed something up, they were disappointed, right? If you did something that they weren't proud of, that you knew you shouldn't have done, they were disappointed. They didn't hate you. They didn't cast you out. They didn't withhold their forgiveness. They just were disappointed and said, I want you to do better and I forgive you. It's the same way God is to us. He's a big parent, right? He is the ultimate father who wants to show us his love. Um, the last thing I would say here is probably the biggest obstacle is to getting past our mistakes is an unwillingness to forgive ourselves. This is where most men really struggle. They go in there, they receive God's mercy, but they can't let it go, right? We just won't let it go. We won't forgive ourselves. But the thing is, Jesus forgave us. He is God. If he can find it in his heart to forgive us, and look past it, then we have to too. And a great, you know, a great example of this is two things. One, the adulterous woman, the reading from Sunday. You know, God, Jesus asked her, "Who, who here still condemns you? No one. Well, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Right? Get up. You're forgiven. Understand, I love you. And look at my mercy. She got to see it firsthand. Right? Saved her life. Physically saved her life. And then he says, "Go and sin no more. Move on." Don't stick with this. Don't let it, if, if you hold on to it, the devil's going to have, you're giving him a bullet to continue to shoot you with or a baseball bat to continue to beat you with. A better example, in my opinion, is Peter, right? Jesus tells him up front, you're going to deny me three times. No, I'm not. Cock crows three times, you know, and, and Jesus looks at him, I'm sure. And Peter goes, oh my gosh. Well then, you know, in one of the gospels, it tells us that they're out there fishing. They see a guy on the shore. They go up there. Peter jumps out of the boat and swims over there because he realizes it's Jesus. And Jesus, what does he do? He says, do you love me? Three times. Do you love me? He presents him three times, the same number of times that he betrayed him, you know, or denied him. He gives him the same opportunity to tell him he loves him. And after that, right, when Peter finally starts to get it after the third time, Jesus says, now follow me, right? If Peter had never accepted that, who knows if he would have been Pope? Who knows if he would have right. he would if he would have been able to do the things he did for the church if he hadn't moved past his mistakes? Jesus sat there with him and made sure, I forgive you, and you need to understand that. But not that's not the end of it. Follow me. Move on. 
Don't stick with this because if you do, the enemy is going to have something to hold over your head and you're going to struggle the rest of your life. So this is something we have to do. We have to stop listening to the devil who's constantly trying to convict us of our sin and to question God's mercy and our worth. Let it go. That's what he's saying. Follow me. Move past it. Let's go forward. Don't look back. Father James Martell loves saying that in confession. We're not uh-uh, We're not talking about this anymore. You've admitted it. God's going to forgive you. We're moving past it. It's the same thing Jesus wants us to do. So how do we do this, right? We always like to say how to. I'd say first, we have to deal with our wounds. I know it's painful, but we have to do the work or we are constantly going to be enslaved to them, which is going to lead us to more mistakes that we're going to have trouble getting past. Uh, We need to invite God into them. We need to be courageous and let him heal them. We can't heal them on our own. We have to do basically what you guys heard me do a week ago. Admit these things. Seek help as I did with Dr. Bob and Sonia Corbett and some of my friends like you and Deacon Jeff and start to work your way through them so the Lord can get rid of those things in your life and you don't have those those um, uh, vulnerable spots in your life to where the devil can attack you. Two, we have to stop looking at confession as punishment, <laughs> right? So many of us look at it like I got to go to the principal's office. That's not what it's for. It's it's not shouldn't be an uncomfortable thing for us. It, we need to start looking at it as a gift from a loving father, right? This is God saying again, I love you so much that I'm giving you an opportunity whenever you want it to 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 know and to hear that I forgive you. I mean, that's a loving father. Uh, It's an opportunity to experience God's grace and mercy, and it's a chance to grow in our love for him. That's the thing. We need to look at it like that. Stop the negativity in our view of confession and having to go and start looking at it as a loving father and this chance to grow in our love for him when we start to understand how merciful he really is. The last thing I'd say is we have to spend time casting out the lies of the devil that we aren't worthy of God's forgiveness and that we aren't truly forgiven. God loves you. God forgives you. It's time to believe that and start forgiving yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to hold on to these wounds. You're going to pass them along to other people. You're constantly going to be acting out of them. You're going to constantly just be angry because you feel like you're failing again and again and again. If the God of the universe tells you it's okay, take him at his word. (laughs) Take him at his word. You're going to save yourself a lot of stress and pain and suffering and a lot of people around you the same thing. And you're able to be a better example by understanding, you know what? I've done what I'm called to do. i got to let it go. Let God have it from here. And uh, go ahead and amend my life. So look, guys, I hear that music. We are in Holy Week and in the middle of Christ's journey towards his passion. Remember that he went through all of it because he believed you were worth his love and forgiveness. With that knowledge, start to forgive yourselves. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, none of us are perfect and we've all made mistakes. The times we fall are not as important as how we get back up. Help us to cast out the lies of the devil about our worth and your mercy. And Father, whenever we find ourselves struggling to move past our mistakes, remind us that you've forgiven us and moved past it, and that we should do the same. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.